Weekend Breakfast on 702. Let's walk the talk. 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. Up next, the uh, conversation I'm definitely looking forward to. It's something that's, uh, I wouldn't say it's on my bucket list. It's on my to-do list. Definitely, because a bucket list implies that you're going to wait way too long to get to it. And that is helping kids expand their horizons through travel. And of course, our regular guest, although not so regular in recent times, and she'll explain why, Nikki Bush, human potential and parent, uh, parenting expert. I don't know why I want to say parenting. Parenting <laughs> expert. you want to say parental. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Good morning to you and, and thank you for joining us in studio. Thanks, Gashwal. Lovely to be here and lovely to be back. And our listeners may have wondered where I disappeared to for three weeks. Uh-huh. And I did disappear over to the UK and uh, I went to work, um, speak at a, at a global speakers summit. And I found myself traveling between Ireland, mm-hmm. Scotland and the southern part of, of England. So it's been... A lovely shift in tempo uh-huh, uh-huh. and pace uh-huh. and perspective. And that's really what I want to discuss today is the importance of shifting perspective from time to time by putting yourself in a different place and space, mm, whether mm. that's local travel as a family or whether that's international travel, which has now opened up again, which is really exciting. But even local travel, remember, for nearly two and a half years, yeah. we weren't doing much of it. Mm. And it's important that our children get to uh, experience themselves in different environments, in different places, exactly. um, in different spaces, because it makes you think differently. It makes you appreciate different things. Um, and going back to the word I started with, possibility thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I find it a, 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 fasc- a fascinating notion. And I mean, especially in a diverse country, and I'll sort of start internally and then sort of expand outward. Um, South Africa is a very diverse nation, right? And there's many different layers and, and, and textures to the various communities that exist and coexist. Uh, for us Joburgers, for example, and I'll be very sort of superficial about it. We don't have an ocean. We don't have a mountain. We just have a big city, right? We just spend a lot of money. Um, so along comes... Um, a holiday period and you can take the kids to another place, whether it be the bush, whether it be the beach, whether it be uh, the rural village where you grew up, uh, where you might not have electricity, yes, running home, water. So and, just, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's uh, those, that, that type of travel is important for the kids as well? Absolutely. You know, as you were saying, there's this duality um, of coexistence mm. and, and, and knowing that is important. Um, that shift of perspective when you, um, say, go home to the rural village mm. and you don't mm. have your electricity and, you know, everything is different to Johannesburg. Um, when you go overseas, for example, whether you are a white South African or a black South African, you are faced with white people doing menial jobs. Mm-hmm. Now, the picture we have in South Africa is the opposite and exactly. has been for centuries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, when you have, and, and, a, and a, a, a black mum was saying that um, they took their, their kids overseas for a holiday and in came the white cleaner mm. and her black children were shocked. Mm. So, you know, it works both ways. Um, when you go overseas at the moment, certainly in the UK, um, when you're going through airports, South American voices are doing the jobs. Mm. I, I heard very few local 
local dialects uh, or local accents. So they're importing a lot of labor from other countries mm. to do work that their own people don't want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, in our country, we have 13 official languages. In the UK, you might not have as many official languages, but you have many dialects of English. Yeah. And you can't understand them. <laughs> now, how's that <laughs> for shifting your mindset? You also realize that, um, you know, you go and do a little bit of sightseeing, and I had an amazing tour guide in, in Ireland. And you realize that every country has its history. Mm. Every country has its stories. Every country has its challenges. I was standing in the ruins of St. Kevin's Cathedral in the middle of a place called Glendalough. And he started telling us about Oliver Cromwell coming and burning down mm. all the cathedrals in the religious wars. Um, you know, there's, there's ideologies that push us to doing certain things. Um, and, you know, you realize that, that we all have history that we can learn from. Exactly. And that's important, yeah. is that we must learn from our past because that informs how we will act in our future. And then, of course, in a country like the UK versus South Africa, everything is old. Mm. In fact, it's ancient. Mm. Where South Africa is still a very new country. And mm, that's what mm. you realize when you travel, is that this is still a country very much in its infancy. Mm. Um, and... The weather, of course, you know, <laughs> for, for children brought, brought up in Johannesburg, where mm. we have the most ideal weather in the world. Mm, mm. Really, we do. Except for winter. But no, okay. no, but we do. <laughs> you know, we, we, don't, we don't have to suffer, you know, rain all the time and yeah, mushy no, ground. And um, honestly, we do have some of the best weather in the world in Joburg. So, you know, I've, I've just been in the UK where it's, Pretty wet most of the time. Mm, mm. Um, in fact, the, the, the big... And uh, a miserable wet, right? In, in a miserable way. Yeah, exactly. And, and that kind of grayness. Mm. Actually, I brought um, blue skies and sunshine to London. I had a day in London mm. and my, my, um, my cousin's daughter was taking me around London and she said, this is so unusual. The sky is blue. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, you think about how many blue skies we do enjoy in yeah, Joburg. Not for so sure. it makes you appreciate those small things and i think that is really essential because we get used to certain things and when you see the opposite you go oh wow mm, mm. oh wow um when you travel overseas there's that that public transport network yeah that is so efficient mm, that we mm. don't have here mm. from trains to planes to buses to undergrounds to yeah. etc the variety on offer Mm. is huge. What you see over there is children being very, very independent mm. because there is so much on offer. Yeah. But then if you're used to coming from South Africa where you have the luxury of owning your own vehicle mm. and being able to get in at any time you like and go, <laughs> suddenly, I, and I'm in that privileged position here in South Africa, mm. suddenly I'm beholden to a public transport system and I have to learn to wait yeah. But, of course, it's an efficient public transport system. Yeah. So you celebrate it and you go, wow, look how independent I can be without owning a car. Exactly. Uh, but the, so, some of the lessons that families with children will learn and what the children will learn is needing to wait 
for public transport if they're not used to waiting for public transport. Of course, in South Africa, we have millions of people mm. who wait for public transport every day. Yeah. So it depends where you sit on the spectrum, what you're actually going to learn. And I, I noticed, um, you know, the, the train journeys from city to city are not quick. Mm. You'll be an hour to three hours on a train. Mm. And then I watched mums getting out games and toys to play with their children and, and using the time for quality time with their child. I get you, yeah. Uh, a mum whipped out a National Geographic kids magazine. And this child spent a good half hour with her mum having real quality time doing the crosswords and reading, etc. Mm. And another half hour, this child was gaming on an iPad. Um, so what do we do with our children when we travel? Um, how do we use that as quality connection time yeah. with our kids? Are we having conversations? Are we teaching our children about the environment? Um, that's important. And then, of course, space. In South Africa, we have space. Mm. You go to other countries and, and everything is cheek by jowl. Um, you know, small environments, people living in apartments, people living yes. in flats yeah. versus maybe a suburban home with a garden. Yeah. Um, can be quite a culture shock. One of the reasons why I don't want to book the, the that, that ticket to Australia is that I <laughs> have a house with a garden and, you know, the kids can climb trees and they can run around and they can do their thing. Whereas if you're to be in London, yes. in metropolitan London, it's an apartment. No it's matter, an apartment. No matter and the size of the family, right? Absolutely. And you've got to go out to find space. Mm. So so distance and space is different wherever you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, weather is different wherever you go. Then you talk about living out of a suitcase when you're traveling. <laughs> so your child won't have their full toy box with them. Mm. They will have to cope with a few items when you travel. Of course, you have to cope with the limited selection of clothing you have when you travel. Um, and devices, of course, come into their own when you're parenting and you travel because there's a lot you can do, say, on a tablet, mm. um, on mm. an iPad, on, a, on, a, on a, um, a gaming device, for example. But just make sure that you don't only... Uh, have your child on a device when you travel and it's the same when you go to say a game reserve are you going to let your child be on a device the whole time you're in the game reserve because exactly. it shuts them up mm. or are you going to say you know what we're locking our devices in the cubby hole for the weekend while we're in the game reserve because we actually mm. are going to be a mm. together and b we're going to really appreciate our environment so important that you make decisions about how you're going to be with each other when you're traveling. Mm. Children whose parents are emotionally and physically present during the travel experience travel better than children whose parents are engrossed in their own devices and pay no attention to their children. You see, children mm. are born um, automatic attention-seeking devices. They themselves exactly. play the game of seeking attention. Yeah. And if you're not paying attention, your children will find a way to get your attention, whether it's throwing a tantrum in mm, public mm, mm. or whatever it is, they will find that way to get your attention. So be attentive when you're actually with your kids in public spaces and traveling. And that's important because, you know, I was thinking you were talking about the devices thing, but apart from the travel can be a very stressful thing, whether you're on holiday, whether it is for work or whatever the case is. And it's easy then to get so consumed by the actual process of traveling as opposed to enjoying the travel. <laughs> yes. um, and, it's, and it's a conscious, a conscious decision I've made, for example, um, and that we've made as a family that, listen, when we're going somewhere, 
we're not it's not about the stress of pick up this and let's do everything well in time and let this the holiday starts the moment you leave home you know it's yes. not a big fight and the kids feel that wow this sucks because mommy and daddy shouting the whole time you know whether yes. that's all at each other yes and and you've got to so patience is yeah. something that we that we learn when we travel and things don't always pan out the way we think they're going to no they don't i'm not sure if you've had an experience of running for a train or a plane when you're overseas uh, <laughs> to get somewhere on time or you get into these huge traffic jams you know you yeah. think of countries like hong kong and london and new york where the traffic is absolutely horrendous we think rush hour traffic in joburg is bad just go to one of those international cities and you will really experience Luanda what true traffic looks like luanda angola i promised myself I'll never drive there, not in millennials. <laughs> yeah. You can't pay me enough. And then, of course, there's a self-service culture that yeah. you will experience mm, overseas mm. that kids find completely fascinating, that you go into a supermarket mm. and you take your basket of goods and you go to this electronic kind of cash register and you scan in each barcode of each item, you scan in the barcode of the plastic bag, you pack your own your own shopping and you walk out and there was no human interface there. Mm. The same thing happens now, of course, when you go to check your luggage in, mm. in an international airport, it doesn't happen in OR Tambo yet, but you do all of that by yourself. Shucks. You scan in your, um, uh, your, your check and your ticket. Yeah. And then it tells you, the machine tells you, so the artificial intelligence says, put your um, suitcase on the conveyor belt, uh -huh. then weighs it, uh, and then you press the next button. It gives you your, t your luggage ticket. You then mm -hmm. put it on mm -hmm. yourself, and then off it goes. Wow. Um, so there's a lot that's changing due to artificial intelligence, mm. which is taking away certain jobs. But then what happens is that you've got supervisors on the floor to teach people like us who don't know what we're doing <laughs> when we're faced with a machine that's talking to us how to actually use the machine. Therein lies another lesson for the kids. Mm. Is, okay, so the lady who does the check-in isn't there anymore, but look at all these these men and women who are on the floor teaching other human beings how to use mm, mm. other devices. So different kinds of jobs. Uh, you also learn confidence as you go along your journey. So the first day you're on holiday, whether it's local or whether it's overseas, you feel quite kind of at sea and incompetent because mm. you're not in your comfort zone. Mm. But the longer the holiday goes on, the more you feel confident. You become a local. Like, yes. And <laughs> even at, at a holiday venue here in South Africa, mm. the first day or two, your kids are learning where's the gaming room, where are the public toilets, mm. where's the beach, where's the ice cream cellar, you know. And by the second or third day, they know those things. Yeah. And now there's that sense of confidence. And maybe they've made some friends mm. while, while you've been at the resort. And then they're, you know, having a meal with that family over there and they're bringing children back to your chalet to, <laughs> to come and have some playtime. And who are you? <laughs> and who are you? And so they are practicing social skills, which is good. Talking of social skills, when you travel overseas, you have to ask a lot of questions because you don't know where you're going. Like you're on the train platform and you go, am I standing in the, on the right side of the platform? Mm -hmm. Will the train be going in the right direction? Things like that that maybe you're not used to. Mm. So getting the confidence to ask because there's nothing... 
like not asking and getting it wrong, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Great mm. lesson for children to learn. Mm. That even you as an adult might not know everything when you're in a foreign place. And to see the example of you asking questions teaches them that it's also okay not to know. It's also okay mm. to ask mm. questions along the way so that you find your way. Yeah. All important life lessons. I think travel is full of life lessons to make our kids broaden their possibility thinking, to shift their perspective on things, that life is not necessarily the same for everybody in different places, but also that if it's different, it doesn't mean it's wrong. Yes. Yeah. Very big life lesson. Mm, if mm. it's different, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. So I think... Um, you know, intentionally traveling for those reasons is important. Otherwise, children get to think that how they operate in this small space is how everybody operates. Mm. And that is so not true. I also think that even in a place like Johannesburg, if you just take your children for a drive across town on a weekend, they will also see that some things are the same. And some things are different. Mm. So don't forget that we do have learning and lessons to learn on our very own doorstep that sometimes we miss. And I've often said that while we can send kids on overseas tours, mm -hmm. we, they could learn just as much by going on a tour on the other side of Joburg and seeing how other people in Joburg perhaps true. live very, very differently. Very, very, very true. Nikki. A wealth of, 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 of wisdom, to put it bluntly. I mean, that for me is up there. So I'm definitely going to stick to my guns. I'm, I'm going to make sure that travel is part of the kid's experience in life. Um, you know, sort of uh, starting in the middle and moving outward. Um, all the way from your nuclear, not nuclear, but your extended family, where, where you might be living in the same geographic space. But lives are very different, you know, on this side of the railroad and the, that side of the railroad, all the way to taking them to a different province, let them experience something different, all the way to taking them to a foreign country where it's a different language, it's a different way of conducting yourself. Things are just very different there. Um, many, many life lessons to be learned. I, I think it's, it's, it's a stunning approach. Thanks. Thanks, Gushwell. And if anybody wants to connect with me, uh, connect on Facebook. And it's Parenting Matters. It's a closed group. So just put your application in, ask permission, and we will grant you access. And, of course, there's plenty of information at NikkiBush.com. A very helpful resource, believe me. <laughs> I've been on there a few times. Thank you, Gushwell. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, as always, thank you so much. All the best. Super.